Hello, I'm Pastor Daniel Flukey. Welcome to the Sermon Podcast from Christ the King and Living Hope Lutheran Churches. We are congregations of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Port Washington and Saukville, Wisconsin. We believe God's love is for you. Here's our message for this week. The first reading is from the book of Romans, the sixth chapter. Therefore, do not let sin exercise dominion in your mortal bodies to make you obey their passions. No longer present your members to sin as instruments of wickedness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and present your members to God as instruments of righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law but under grace. What then? Should we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. You do not know that if you present yourself to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death or obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that you having once been slaves of sin, have become obedient from the heart to see the form of teaching to which you were entrusted, and that you, having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations, for just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to greater and greater inequity, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness for sanctification. When you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. So what advantage did you get then from the things of which you are now ashamed? The end of those things is death. But now that you have been freed from sin and enslaved to God, the advantage you get is sanctification. The end is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The word of the Lord. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and our Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you know the problem with Lutherans? Sounds like the setup to a joke, right? It's not. There really is a problem with the Lutheran tradition. I've read, I don't think that's the first one. There are many problems, really, with the Lutheran tradition, but there's one primary problem that I want to talk about this morning. So here's the problem with Lutherans. We Lutherans have too much grace, and it's true. Kristen and I worshiped at four different congregations in the last eight weeks, and every one of them, every one of them was Lutheran, every one of them talked about grace and forgiveness. I was at an ordination yesterday, and they talked about it there, too. And I hope that you heard something about grace and forgiveness here as well. And we Lutherans are certainly not the only ones who talk about forgiveness, the only ones who believe in forgiveness. But if Lutheran-flavored Christianity has anything to offer, it is our emphasis on God's grace above all else. One of the taglines of our denomination is, we are the church that shares a living, daring confidence in God's grace. We believe that there is nothing we can do to get to God, that we are totally 100% dependent 
on God coming to us. Hopefully that's not a new idea. Maybe you remember the wording from Luther's small catechism, his explanation of the third article of the Apostles' Creed, the article about the Holy Spirit. He says, I believe that by my own understanding or strength, I cannot believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but instead the Holy Spirit has called me through the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, made me holy, and kept me in the true faith, just as he calls, gathers, enlightens, and makes holy the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one common true faith. I cannot, by my own understanding or strength, believe in Jesus or come to him. That is quite the admission. Our church does not do altar calls at the end of service or challenge you to find Jesus and invite him into your life because we don't believe that you can make a decision for Christ. We don't have that high of an opinion of ourselves. The only way that any of us can be saved is by God's doing, by God working through us, in us, through the Holy Spirit. You and I are too messed up, too broken, too rebellious, too sinful to make our own way to heaven. We are saved by God's grace through faith. Again, hopefully none of that sounds new to you. This is Lutheranism 101. This is Christianity 101. The fundamental basis for how we understand God. God's action toward us always, 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 always comes before how we respond to God. Everything depends on God's grace. And that focus on God's grace is good and right and biblical and faithful and true. But there's a big problem with it. There's a big problem with putting everything on God's grace. And Paul brings up this problem in the reading from Romans 6. So before this, Paul has just been talking about how great God's grace is. And then in verse 8 of chapter 5, he wrote, in verse 8 of chapter 5, he wrote, God proves his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's the picture of God's love, God's grace. And he talks about God's grace being a free gift where the more we sin, the more God forgives. We are here today because of God's grace, because God doesn't give up on us no matter what we do. But Paul is a smart guy. <laughs> he sees the problem that this brings up, the problem with grace, and he, he brings it up in today's reading. So verse 15, what then? Should we sin because we're not under law but under grace? Earlier in verse 1 of the chapter, he asked, should we continue in sin in order that grace may abound? Grace may increase? The problem is that if the law, the fear of punishment, is what motivates us to follow God and do good things, if the punishments of the law are what keep us from sinning, and then suddenly Jesus comes along and sets us free from the burden of following the law, takes the punishment upon himself, well, then what? We might as well just keep sinning anyway, right? Because we know we'll be forgiven. More sin, more grace, right? There are a whole bunch of sins that I've never tried. Some of them sound kind of fun, so why not go ahead and try them since God will forgive me anyway? Jesus took care of it on the cross. That's what we believe, right? 
you can see how grace could be a problem. And it's not just that committing sins doesn't seem as bad when we know God forgives it. It's also about what we don't do. Sinning by omission, failing to do what God calls us to do. Because why bother making the effort to do something good, especially if it's, you know, challenging or inconvenient or uncomfortable? Why bother if it's all up to God and not to us? Oh, I guess the Spirit just didn't motivate me to do that one. (laughs) Jesus talks in the gospel reading about the reward of giving a cup of cold water to someone who's thirsty. Well, if there's forgiveness and grace, why even bother? (laughs) After all, people can get upset if you follow Jesus. People can get upset if you stand up for justice and work for peace. So why bother rocking the boat by challenging sin if God's grace is just going to fix everything anyway? Might as well stay quiet and not bother anyone. Let God sort it out later. And this is one of the main criticisms by other Christians of Lutherans, historically. Because we believe God's grace makes doing good works unnecessary, Sometimes in history, we've failed to actually get anything done. (laughs) Historically, we've sometimes erred on the side of staying quiet in the face of injustice, rather than speaking up, rather than acting. Well, Romans 6 is Paul's answer to that problem, Scripture's answer to that problem. So listen to Paul. He says, What then? Should we sin because we are not under law but under grace? By no means! (laughs) Absolutely not. Remember, without God's grace, he continues, you are a slave to sin. You are a sinner. You cannot stop sinning. But God has forgiven you. Your chains are gone. You are set free from the bondage to sin anymore. You don't have to stay in that prison. You are welcomed inside God's kingdom to the banquet that God has prepared. Jesus has set you free, Paul says, So quit letting sin be in control of your life. As Bob Dylan in his Christian phase once sang, you got to serve somebody. And your actions reveal whether or not you truly believe in grace. The Holy Spirit does not only bring us to Jesus. It builds faith in us. The Holy Spirit keeps us in the church keeps us in the body of Christ, and sends us out to serve our neighbors doing good works. Jesus has given you freedom, not just the earthly political freedom we celebrate as a country this week, but true eternal freedom. That's amazing grace. The question then is, who will you serve with that freedom? What will you do about it? Will you use your freedom to go backwards, back into sin, go back under the law? Because you're free to do that. God will keep pursuing you. God will keep searching for you and calling for you to repent and return. But you do have the option to keep running away from grace. But if you choose to go that route, you should know where it leads. It's the last verse of our reading this morning. The wages of sin, the consequences, the result of sin is death. The definition of sin is going against God, 
separating yourself from God. God is our source of life, and so separating ourselves from God is death. Lutherans believe that God freely gives grace, and we also believe you can choose to reject that grace, choose to say no. You can choose to run away from the Holy Spirit's work in you. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that eternal life is not only for after you die and go to heaven, eternal life starts now. Eternal life begins from the empty tomb. So the problem with the Lutheran tradition, really the problem with grace, is that we are no longer required to do good works to earn God's favor. But if we understand the grace God has given to us, well then the inevitable, unavoidable result of our faith is doing good works and serving Jesus. Grace is a starting point. Redemption is a starting point. Listen to the way that Eugene Peterson paraphrases this passage in his message translation. He writes, So, since we're out from under the old tyranny, does that mean we can live any old way we want? Since we're free in the freedom of God, can we do anything that comes to mind? Hardly. You know well enough from your own experiences that there are some acts of so-called freedom that destroy freedom. Offer yourselves to sin, for instance, and it's the last free act you'll do. But offer yourselves to the ways of God, and the freedom never quits. All your lives you've let sin tell you what to do, but thank God you have started listening to a new master, one whose commands set you free to live openly in his freedom. I'm using this freedom language because it's easy to picture. You can readily recall, can't you, how at one time the more you did just what you felt like doing, not caring about others, not caring about God, well, then the worse your life became and the less freedom you had. And how much different is it now as you live in God's freedom, your lives healed and expansive in holiness? As long as you did what you felt like doing, ignoring God, you didn't have to bother with right thinking or right living or right anything for that matter. But do you call that a free life? What did you get out of it? Nothing you're proud of now. Where, where did it get you? A dead end. But now that you've found you don't have to listen to sin anymore, you don't have to listen to sin tell you what to do, and have discovered the delight of listening to God telling you, what a surprise! A whole, healed, put-together life right now with more and more of life on the way. Work hard for sin your whole life, and your pension is death. But God's gift is real life, eternal life, delivered by Jesus, our Master. Pretty good paraphrase of that Romans passage, isn't it? Beloved of God, remember who you are. Remember what Jesus has done for you. Jesus has died to forgive you. Jesus has died to give you life, and the tomb is empty. Jesus wins. You are forgiven. You are set free from your captivity to sin. You are set free to live for God, set free to live a life of meaning, purpose, and hope to make a difference in this world, made welcome at the banquet in God's kingdom. There's no such thing as too much grace. 
But what will you do with your freedom? May all of our words and deeds reflect God's love for you and for the world. Amen, and thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. To learn more about the ministries of Living Hope and Christ the King, to ask for prayer, or to make a donation to support the work we are doing in Ozaukee County, you can visit our websites at livinghopesockville.org or ctkport.org, or click the link in the show notes to find us online or on social media. May God bless you, and we hope you'll join us again soon.